It's hard to eat healthy. It's too expensive, too. You know, should I have this salad for 12 bucks or these eight hamburgers for a nickel? <laughs> Sorry, salad. You're listening to Body Talk, Healthy Living Sonoma Style. I'm Heather Morgan, nutrition and healthy living coach, and I invite you to stay tuned for the next hour. Get educated, get inspired, and become a healthier you. All right, Sonoma, you're listening to Body Talk. I'm Heather Morgan, nutrition and healthy living coach, and I am so excited about today's show. I'm glad you're here. I'm so glad you're joining me today. We are talking about the gut And we're talking about digestion and what might be bugging you, literally, what might be bugging you. Um, I have a great guest coming on, uh, Cerces Lopez Iglesias, who's going to be joining me at around 125, so definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, He is from General Biotics, a probiotics company, and he is an expert beyond expert in the... um, in the world of gut microbes, probiotics, gut health, and we're going to be talking about not only what are probiotics, because many, many people do write in to me. I get a lot of questions. So I brought some of my probiotics questions, just gut health and digestion questions with me today so that we can get those answered. So if you or anybody you know has digestive issues, um, gut issues, issues, if you've taken probiotic or actually antibiotics in your life, um, you probably should listen in because, you know, many, many, many health experts today and just lots of the research that's going on right now is about how many disease processes actually start in the gut. That's right. So, you know, many of the top health experts that I interview on this show bring up the idea about and the connection between the gut and overall health. So really, truly, you know, this show is about educating you. And it's also about motivating and inspiring you to live a healthier life. Today is one not to be missed because you're going to get educated on how to take care of your digestive system, how to um, understand and know how to support creating the ideal microbial balance in your gut, the ideal flora balance, um, so that your immune system, your, believe it or not, your mood, your brain, your energy levels, there are so many things that are involved in um whether or not your gut microbes are are colonized the right way and in the right healthy balance. So I encourage you to stay around and listen to Cersei's my guest and also um, get yourself educated, get inspired and become a healthier you stick around. For now, I brought in some questions. I have some questions from our listeners. This is the time when I like to pull out the questions and answer them. Take a few minutes before my caller calls in so that I can make sure your questions are getting answered. Um, So Sylvia P. uh, sent in a question and she, well, actually, I'm going to save that one because that's one's about probiotics. So um, let's see. Okay, what might be, but let's see. Let's just make sure that, oh, here's one about washing fruits and vegetables. So, you know, I've had this question more than once. And um, this listener says, I heard I should not wash my fruits and vegetables, so I'm literally eating dirt. But others say, if it's organic, it should be washed. So which is better? I'm confused. Okay, so this is actually a really great question uh, to wash or not to wash your vegetables. Should you be eating dirt from your vegetables and should or should you be washing them? So, you know, I'm going to say that when you are consuming organic fruits and vegetables, you should be washing them. Um, And, you know, there are pathogens, parasites, things that are on the fruits and vegetables that when we consume them can then create um, 
microbial distress. We can get parasites. We can get E. coli and things like that from fruits and vegetables that are not washed. So while it is important to um, have some of the benefits of dirt, literally, and we're going to talk with our guest about that later, uh, but we also really want to make sure that we are protecting ourselves from the pathogens that we might be exposed to from not washing our fruits and vegetables. So that's a good one. And then someone um, just also sent a question in and just said, you know, I, I'm bloated every time I eat. Apps immediately after I eat, my stomach is bloated. Um, and this said, you know, for your digestion talk. So this uh, this question was sent in specifically for today's show. And the person is wondering why they get bloated every time they eat. So there's there's definitely some different reasons for that. Um, you know, let's start off by talking about the fact that depending on the health of your gut, that's really where we start. So if you experience gas, bloating, um, any type of gastric distress, um, discomfort, aches after you eat, um, you know, stomach, you know, acid, like burning, um, any type of gastric distress, then probably your gut is out of healthy balance. And we're going to talk later in the show how to get it back into healthy balance. But what I want to tell you is, if you are experiencing those things, then probably you need to take the steps necessary to recolonize and rebalance your gut and bring it back to health. So your first line defense of immunity is in your gut. And so, you know, just think about this for a moment. Think about what you ate for lunch. Did you have a cheeseburger? Did you have a pizza? Did you have fries? What did you eat for lunch? Because, and then I want you to think about how do you feel after you eat certain foods? So when you had that cheeseburger, when you had those fries or that pizza or whatever it was or a sandwich, uh, after you ate it, did you feel energized, light on your feet, good, like you want to go do something? Or did you feel a little tired and sluggish and, um, you know, discomfort in your stomach, kind of a feeling of maybe I shouldn't have eaten that? So that's your body's way of talking to you. And you know I always say your body talks to you, which is why we're called body talk. Um, that's your body's way of talking to you and letting you know that your digestive system is in distress. And the first, you know, how does it get in distress? Well, primarily from the foods that we're eating. I mean, we literally can trash ourselves with food. And so... You know, while certain foods like burgers and fries and pizza may taste great, um, we don't always feel good when we eat it. And that's a sign that's telling you that probably isn't the, isn't the right thing that you should be eating. And then how do you feel after you eat a nice organic salad or some fruits and vegetables um, for lunch versus, say, the, the burger and fries? So you kind of know what foods are are wreaking havoc on your gut and your digestive systems. But you probably, you know, prefer to eat those types of foods. So you are trashing your stomach and destroying your digestive system when, sorry, when you eat fried foods and sugar, sugar feeds bad bacteria, sugar feeds yeast, um, both of which can be over, uh, you know, we can have an overabundance of in our digestive system, which is not a good thing. So, you know, my message is almost always the same on this show. And my message really is, you are what you eat. And pretty much every time you eat or drink, you're either feeding disease or fighting it. You're either helping your health or hurting it. And it's there's kind of no in between. Your body's going to take whatever you're eating and it's going to go to it's going to go to work and it's going to go to work in a good positive way, utilizing those good nutrients, those good micro and macronutrients for your health to help you to be healthy, to help you repair, to help keep everything in hormonal balance, um, to help restore and rejuvenate tissues and cells and all the many, many, many functions that are going on in your body. You can support that 
by eating healthy foods, foods that we were designed to eat, foods that come from the earth or foods that had eyes, foods that come that weren't treated chemically, foods that weren't processed, foods that, you know, if it's animal foods, that animals weren't mistreated, um, you know, so that um, you're getting a clean, good, healthy animal source. Um, those foods your body's going to take and your body is going to do its job. And it's you're supporting your body's ability to do what it's trying to do each and every day, which is to repair and rebalance and reboot and rejuvenate. So you can support that through your diet or on the other end, you can just eat for taste. You can eat the foods that you love. You can eat um, those the pizza and the bread and you know the burgers and fries and the fried foods and the sugary treats on the you know the coffee and the pastries and all those things that you love that taste great. Um, but once that gets inside your body, your body sees that as a stressor. Now your body has to go deal with the stress of having a fried food. Um, you know, now it has to say, oh, wow, this is a pro-inflammatory uh, denatured oil. Um, you know, that's a high heated processed oil going into your body. Your body doesn't know what to do with it. So what's it going to do? It sees it as a toxin. It sees it as a danger. It sees it as a threat. So now your body has to go into stress mode to deal with the unhealthy foods such as sugar, fried foods, and all the things that we're talking about. So you're going to either feed disease and help your body and support it and doing all the wonderful things it needs to do for you to feel and look your best, or you're going to be trashing your body, bringing your body down, stressing your body out with your diet. And it all starts in the gut. So think about that when you eat. And you know, I always encourage people to consider trying to strive for an 80-20 with your diet. So just think about it. If you are eating 80% foods that are, you know, fighting disease, that are supporting your body's ability to do what it's trying to do each and every day to keep you optimally healthy and feeling good. If you're eating 80% foods that are anti-inflammatory, not pro-inflammatory, that are helping reduce inflammation, not create it. You're going to feel better. Your brain's going to work better. Your joints are going to feel better. It, the list goes on and on and on. You're going to be the person you were designed to be. Now, if you're eating foods that are pro-inflammatory, like sugar, like fried foods, um, foods that were packaged and processed that came in a box that were made for convenience that you picked up at the convenience store or the fast food. If you're going to be eating that 80% of the time or even 50% of the time, guess what? 50% of what's going in your body then is actually creating stress on your body and your body isn't then getting what it needs. So it's kind of doing a double disservice because not only are you creating a stressor when you're eating a poor, uh, what I like to call sad diet, standard American diet, you're also, um, you're, 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 you're giving the body a toxic burden so now it has to go work and do extra, but you're also not giving it what it needs. I mean, just to deal with the stressful lifestyles that we live in today's modern society, we need a lot of minerals. We need a lot of vitamins. We need a lot of amino acids that we get primarily from protein sources that came from animals. And if your digestive system isn't working well, guess what? You're not going to digest the animal proteins and your body is not going to be able to assimilate and pull the amino acids that it needs for healthy thinking, brain, good focus, sharp memory. Um, the list goes on and on and on and on. So when you're making the choice to eat bad foods, um, you're not only depriving your body of the important nutrition it needs to keep going. And it's like a bank account. I'm not kidding you. Because we're all living high-paced, high-stressed lifestyles, we're on the go, we're on the computers, we are you know, up later in the evenings and up earlier in the mornings, pushing it and pushing it, you know, um, bombarded with information during the days, probably getting less exercise and sitting more. 
For all those reasons, your body actually needs and requires more nutrition, more nutrition than, than say we did even a hundred years ago because we're burning through it even quicker and because our bodies are more stressed out. So that's why I am a fan of supplementation. People know, I believe you should be supplementing with high, high qualities, vitamins, minerals, fatty acids, super high quality fish oils, um, each and every day, making supplement smoothies, shakes in the morning where you can just load in tons of great nutrition and with fruits and veggies and whatnot. You just can't get enough in today's society. So one of the things that I want to talk about um, as well, and if I don't get a chance to do it today, I will put it on my website, um, actually on the Facebook page, which is Body Talk Radio on Facebook. I'm going to put a supplement smoothie recipe on there for the gut. It's a gut healing shake or supplement smoothie. And I'm going to put that recipe on the Body Talk Radio Facebook page. So go find us on Facebook. Give us a like. You'll get my supplement smoothie recipe. I'm a huge fan of replacing one meal a day with a shake or a smoothie that you can just load in a ton of nutrition and you can add in good probiotic foods, probiotics into your shakes so that your body's actually um, receiving a lot more nutrition than it would say, you know, in, in, a, in a meal. Um, you know, in my opinion, food first, you know, high, high quality, wonderful, beautiful foods should always come first. But in today's society where we are so stressed out and so depleted, we have to supplement. That's why the supplement industry is so huge. But unfortunately, most of the supplements you can obtain in the stores are not regulated properly and are of poor quality. So this is where I recommend that you go to your local nutritionist or integrative health practitioner, naturopathic doctor, chiropractor. Um, I know Sonoma Market has some great supplements. Whole Foods has some great supplements. Pharmaca, great supplements there with practitioners that will help you. Those are all great. Um, those are kind of the places where you want to go to get good quality supplements, but you should be supplementing each and every day with high quality multivitamins, minerals, you know, magnesium, calcium, fatty acids. So your omega three sixes and nines in the right balance, but definitely your fish oils that are of great source and probiotics, which is why I wanted to talk about probiotics today. So um, when our guest comes on, um, Sarah says, we're going to talk uh, about his company, a great, um, really the best way to do probiotics, how you should do them, what they are, and how you can incorporate them into your lives. Um, and I'm also going to talk about foods and probiotics. So you can get probiotics and take care of your gut Um a lot of it through your diet. And so, you know, I'm sure you've probably heard about, I'm sure you probably heard about sauerkraut, kimchi, you know, some of those lacto-fermented vegetables, um, you know, um, you can make them yourselves and it's really not that hard. Um, so I'll actually probably go post that as well on my Facebook page, um, Body Talk Radio. Uh, I'm going to post on there how to do lacto-fermented veggies in your home. It's easy. It's not hard at all. But if you don't want to do it and you don't have the time, you can buy them in the grocery stores as well. I know Sonoma Market has them and I know Whole Foods has them as well. And I love to buy a jar of different type of lacto-fermented veggies. So the fermentation, right, creates the good probiotic, the good bacteria that our gut uh, needs and requires to be healthy. And, you know, whether it's, um, you know, sauerkraut or kimchi or whatever veggies that can be lacto-fermented, I just put them on my breakfast plate with some eggs. It's delicious. Um, you can put them on a, you know, if you're doing a sandwich or a lettuce wrap, you can put them in your lettuce wrap and get the good probiotic probiotics um, in your diet. So that's a really good way to make sure that you are not only, um, you know, supplementing with probiotics, but you also want to make sure that you are getting them in your diet each and every day. And this is something that, you know, my grandmother practiced. And I remember my grandmother talking a lot about the gut. In fact, both of my grandmothers did now that I think about it. Both of my grandmothers talked about the importance of 
a healthy gut. And um, so, you know, I, I just, I remember my grandmother saying, you got to eat your, you know, got it. She was German, <laughs> but, you know, saying you need to eat, uh, eat, you know, f- for a healthy gut. That's basically what she talked about. So she told us to have sauerkraut and she, we always had it. It was literally on the table quite often. So we're going to go um, pick up a call from our guest and I'll be back. Hello, you are on the air. Hi. Hi there. Okay, fantastic, everybody. So we have Cerces uh, Lopez Iglesias. Uh, welcome to the show. It's great to be on. Okay, wonderful. So I want to talk a little bit about your your company, GB General Biotics. Can you tell us a little bit about your company and the mission and what you're doing? Of course. Um, our company is General Biotics, and our goal is <coughs> to provide um, healthy, healthy, uh, healthy digestion to uh, pe- to people uh-huh. uh, of the current modern age. Awesome. So, yeah, I you know you just brought up the current modern age. So that means, and I've I've read your website, which I think is is awesome by the way wow just loaded with amazing information on uh, probiotics and just in general digestion of the modern age and i like some of the terms that you use here referring to sort of like you know evolution evolutionary nutrition and you know modern food and how it differs from you know say how we evolved and how we probably should still be eating. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about that, the difference between the diet today versus, say, what are what we should be eating like? Well, um, one of the major differences is that uh, the diet today is most people eat processed foods, and most of these processed foods are because of both fear of disease outbreaks and also a desire for longer shelf lives, entirely sterile. Yeah. And this is a very, very new thing in in uh, human development. I mean, in the past, even in the even in the not too distant past, it it was unheard of for people to eat things that didn't have microbes of some sort in it. Right. Totally agree. And and so intuitively or instinctively or what? I mean, did people, you know, in, in you know, our modern history, did people or in our actually past history, did they just do that out of intuition? Because my grandmothers, I was just saying on the show, my grandmothers both talked about eating your sauerkraut and eating things that were good for the gut. I remember my grandmother saying, if you want to have a flat belly, you need to eat your sauerkraut. <laughs> Um, um, well, I think it was mostly, uh, you know, uh, folk, folk medicine has a lot of strong roots. I mean, people did actually, you know, have hundreds of years to try stuff and see how it agreed with them and if it made them sick or better. Um, so, uh, so it's, um, it's not an instinctual thing. I think it's mostly just a matter of trial and error over a long period of time where people got to try out all of these different things. And they realized and, that it was like beneficial that they needed it to stay healthy, right? Although you know, back then they also had much more exposure to um, microbes in general. I mean, things weren't things weren't getting sterilized before it went to consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, and I mean, I think it's also a consequence of you know the desire to preserve food. So you got all of these fermented meals and right. such, right? Okay, right. So they were actually using the fermentation to preserve foods, right? I mean, think about it. Your sauerkraut can stay in your refrigerator for a long time. And even out of the refrigerator, if you've bottled it, I mean, if you've actually canned it, canned or bottled it correctly, it can stay good almost indefinitely. And that's something that, you know, bottling at least was something people have done done for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, because it, and it keeps it obviously it, it's it's a way for people to have food in times of you know famine or you know winter meal whatever it is it's uh, allows people so maybe they you know that was another reason why they were doing it um, but this whole idea of the modern diet today obviously um, there's a lot of research now out there about 
people's digestion, you know, digestion just isn't so great these days. And what do you attribute that to? Why is it that everybody all of a sudden has all the di- these digestive issues? Um, well, I think that there's several factors that go into that. Um, I think that it is partially due to the fact that uh, people don't have microbes in their diet anymore. I mean, um, I mean, you mentioned our website and such, and I believe it's there somewhere, and I believe it's on there at some point. But uh, you know, we uh, <coughs> we um, have one trillion human cells in our digestive tract, and about a hundred trillion microbes uh, with from you know thousand over a thousand strains that are supposed to be there helping break down food. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just not the case for most people anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sterile food has led to fairly sterile guts, and that means that you're going to have a much harder time breaking breaking any food down. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I mean that's been my focus. Although I would also uh, indict the uh, the things that people eat these days as being um, rather nutrition poor. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. I was just sort of talking to my listening audience about that and about how, you know, I mean, people don't even think about it. we're just trashing our guts with food, pizza, burgers, fried foods, sugar, you know, without even thinking about those trillions of living microbes that are down there that are, you know, looking to do their jobs. And, you know, it's kind of like we eat it because it tastes good, but we're not really thinking about the, the lasting and long result of that and you know quite honestly there's just so so many links to poor gut health and different physical ailments today lots more research coming out about the gut and connection with alzheimer's and focus and you name it autoimmune conditions it goes on and on so you know people are hearing about probiotics people are hearing you know you should take your probiotics it you know used to be if you had an antibiotic you should probably take a probiotic for a month or so tell us a little bit about the function of probiotics and why we should be taking them? Um, So the function of probiotics is uh, basically to supplement um, people's current low microbe levels in their guts. Okay, Um, and so let's just break that down a little bit. Microbe, low microbe level, meaning low level of friendly good bacteria. Yep. Gotcha, okay. Um. So the the point of, of a probi- of taking a probiotic is to help uh, boost boost that um, the boost the level of good bacteria in the guts. Okay. Um, I mean, theoretically, if somebody were living and eating and if someone were living in a more ancestral way and eating ancestral foods, which you know pretty much no one is, um, right. you wouldn't need such a thing. But <laughs> yes, correct. Um. But unless you're, you know, I always say we're, you know, evolutionarily, we are cavemen living in the space age. Like we, you know, we don't evolve that quickly. We still do require an evolution. We still do require an ancestral diet, but we're not getting it. So then we need to supplement with the right bacteria that we would have seen in that type of diet to keep optimally healthy and to keep our gut healthy and strong. Yep. And so I just, you know, I want to just jump in a little bit because, you know, I've, like I said, I've been reading your website. I found it incredibly informational, incredibly fascinating. And I want to encourage all of our listeners to go to generalbiotics.com. And I have also taken your probiotics and I love it. I want to tell you that. Love it. Um, Yeah. Very happy to hear that. Yes. Um, And so, you know, can you, so you... You have different types of probiotics to help keep people's guts healthy, correct? Um, we have well, we have different strains of bacteria in our probiotic, but okay. we only have one probiotic that okay. or one one formulation that we manufacture and sell right now. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Well, I have taken it and I love it. Um, and I. So, can you tell us a little bit about what would go into 
a good quality probiotic? Because, you know, I have questions that have come in from my listeners um, in anticipation of your being here. And because our time is a little bit limited, um, I want people to, you know, people are asking questions about when they go to the store and they shop for probiotics. You know, they're kind of like, some of them are refrigerated. Some of them are not refrigerated. You know, which ones do I choose? Some of them say, you know, some of them say there's 20 billion whatever, and some of them say five. And and then there's this whole thing called prebiotics. So can you help the average shopper understand what they're seeing when they're in the grocery store? And, and, and you know, I think, you know, you, your website has a, 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 obviously a beautifully formulated one as well. But just in general, let's educate people on how to look for a good probiotic. Okay. Um, so things to look for in a good probiotic um, are a good diversity of species because right. um, because uh, you know it's not one particular uh, species of bacteria that people are missing. Mm-hmm. It is uh, a whole community there that works in tandem to break down food and keep you healthy. Yes. Um, and what you'll find is that most probiotics actually only have you know a few. Right. Um, and these aren't necessarily something that are found, you know, working as a community in a, in a healthy human gut. Um, okay. A lot of them are derived from, you know, dairy products or bread products. Right. Um, and some of those can be beneficial, but a lot of them don't actually survive in the human gut for very long. Okay. And, oh, go ahead, sorry. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> and, um... And they're not necessarily part of, you know, the, the community of bacteria that you need there to keep yourself healthy and break down food. Gotcha. So it's important to have a, a broad spectrum variety of yeah. the the good bacteria that would be commonly found in the gut. And, you know, I've read about that as well, um, you know, elsewhere as a nutritionist. Um, and, you know, I like to think of it as a symphony, you know, that you know, there's a symphony there and all these different, you know, bacteria kind of play together. And it's, you know, I think you can see some out there in the stores where it's just one or two or three strains. Yep. A lot of them are that way. Yeah. Okay, good. So that's good to know. What else do we look for in a probiotic? Um, so other things, uh, just to kind of address some of the other things that you brought up. Refrigeration. Um, so there's a huge price premium on refrigerated probiotics, at least as far as I've seen. Yes. Um, and it's not necessarily going to do you that much good. Um, so the major reason that you would have to refrigerate it is if you have live active organisms in there. Um, and you don't necessarily have to in a, in a probiotic. You can have uh, spores, uh, which, are in, which are sort of like... A, Small, or small, tough, think of them as seeds of, of bacteria that uh-huh. will, uh, once they get into a nice habitable environment, will um, flourish again. Yes. Uh, or you can also, um, if you freeze-dry them in the right solution, you can get bacteria, well, various species of bacteria, to enter a state of suspended animation, okay. which will also recover once they get hydrated again. Right. Like when they get that, some like moisture and warmth or something? Yep. Okay. Good to know. Um, so, I mean, you don't necessarily need a refrigerated brand of probiotics. Uh, uh, the one that we manufacture is heat stable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, and yeah, it's it's a huge logistical issue to you know make sure that 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 those things are kept at the right temperature, mm-hmm. and you know they never go beyond their expiration date, et cetera. Um, yeah, that's a thing because you know I, 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 you know, obviously, making sure that they're dormant until they get to the right place in your gut is important. Right, and that's another thing that you want to look for in your probiotic. You want to make sure that it has a good um, stomach acid resistant uh, stomach acid resistant um, coating on the on the pill if you're taking it in a pill form. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. That's one of the easiest ways to make sure it actually reaches the gut. 
Um, if you want to look back ancestrally, the way that uh, things made it, in, the way that bacteria made it through your stomach acid, well, most of them, uh, was that they were in the crevices of food that you were eating, you know, so like uh, little crinkles of your, uh, right. of your vegetables or what have you, mm-hmm. and managed to avoid the stomach acids. Or they were spores, and the spores made it through the stomach acid, okay? Um. Gotcha. Interesting. And so, you know, just about everybody I talk to as a nutritionist, and, you know, lots of our listeners, lots of people that call in, ask about, di- tell, tell me they have IBS, um, digestive issues. So, you know, I have one person that sent a message for you today who is asking about that because she has she has IBS and she said she took a probiotic and actually it got worse. She got more bloated and all of that. So, and I've heard this before and as a nutritionist, I know the answer, but I want to hear what you have to say as well. Um, what do you say to people who tried a probiotic and actually had a kind of a not a good experience? Well, I mean, there's lots of factors that can go into that. Uh, if it's just a person in general that has had a poor experience, um, I mean, there's, like I said, there's tons of factors, and it, mm-hmm. it depends on a lot of things. So mm-hmm. um, one, particular, one particular issue that it could be is that um, uh, you're, ha- you're, you're having something of a revolution in your gut. Um, yeah, as the new That's organisms right. fight whatever is already established there, and this yes. is going to cause some upset. Right. So you know, there could be some die-off or some transitioning over from you know the balance of bad to good, and that's not always a pleasurable experience. And, you know, I think, you know, sometimes it's important to let people know that sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. Yep. Um, although sometimes it just continues to be bad. There are other what, things that could be problematic, like if, uh, if they've had an overgrowth of some, of some related species uh, and their immune system has, has decided that's an enemy, that could be an issue too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, um, that's why it's probably more beneficial to have a wide variety of species. Yep. Mm-hmm. That makes sense for sure. So on your website, you talk about evolutionarily normal digestion. What does that mean? (laughs) Um, It means that, well, basically it means that it's digestion that you're not, uh, normal digestion shouldn't be something that you have to focus on. Right. essentially what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Mm, Good point. So, you know, basically, you know, if you have pain, bloating, um, issues with going to the bathroom, um, you know, gastric, you know, burping and those types of things, you've got an issue. And, you know, evolutionarily normal digestion just worked because the diet supported a healthy digestive tract. So, you know, people were not trashing their foods with, mo- you know, their their guts with modern foods. They were getting a lot of the good bacteria as well as a, probably more fiber in their diets. So is oh, that, yeah. Yeah. A huge amount more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit, fiber and prebiotics. So people hear, people don't hear about prebiotics as much as they do probiotics, but how would someone use a prebiotic and what is that, how does, how does that work? So a prebiotic is to support the growth of microbes uh, in your gut. Uh, so it's basically food for them, uh, a, pl- a place that they can eat, live, etc. cetera. Um, a lot of uh, probiotics will have a prebiotic packaged with it. Uh, right. to help support the microbes that they're carrying. So in other words, the prebiotic is food for the good bacteria to eat and grow and proliferate. Yep. Gotcha. And now I know, for example, sometimes people who have, say, small intestinal bowel overgrowth, um, in, in that case, sometimes prebiotics that are, you know, in the form of starchy carbohydrates, inulin, dairy, things like that can literally cause discomfort and bloating for people who have SIBO or small intestinal bowel overgrowth, um, bacterial overgrowth. So what do you, how, how do you recommend people use prebiotics? And is, um, for example, is there foods in the diet that are prebiotic? 
Um, yeah, uh, so uh, let me take that apart. Um, so first of all, as to how you can how you can effectively use prebiotics, uh, one of the simplest way, or one of the, no, I shouldn't say simplest, but one of the easiest ways from the consumer end of things would be to get the prebiotic once again in a um, pill form that's, uh, sure. that uh, it passes through the stomach, a- that passes through the stomach acid in the small intestine and doesn't release into the large intestine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one way to go about it. Um, Another way to go about it is to once again ha- is to once again eat things that are significantly uh, harder to break down. So it's not going to all just release there to flourish in the small intestine. Mm-hmm. Um, and the things like that are uh, are uh, uh, things like tubers with all, that have a lot of uh, indige- insoluble indigestible fiber. That most of the thing is going to make it all the way to your large intestine. It's not going to break down very much in the stomach or right. the small intestine. Uh huh. Um. So that's that's a pretty good way to go. I mean, um, and like uh, yucca root's a great example of that. It's hmm. incredibly fibrous, and <laughs> yes, sure. and uh, it's gonna make it through. Um. So I love and it. It's all, and it's also got, has starches that are harder to break down. It's not the simple starches that you find in white bread and. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, yes. So that. Okay, good. Because it's, you know, I always try to talk to people about their diet and food. And, you know, I know your website talks about dietary microbes, which are required for normal digestive function. And, you know, there are foods out there where we can get these dietary microbes, these good bacteria. And I talked about that a little bit before you came on the, came on the air. Um, just, you know basically supporting what uh, what we're missing and you know diet is one thing but if people are eating the standard american diet which is most people and they're having gut issues and gut discomfort then they do have to look at this supplementation um yeah so you know again i just want to point out that your website is general biotics and it's generalbiotics.com you do manufacture a probiotic that um is evolutionary and cool and um basically it's a great website for people to learn and to understand how to support the gut um and eventually support anything else that may be ailing them because as you well know there today many of the scientific research is showing that a lot of the disease processes are actually related to imbalances in the gut yep for sure um so as you and i continue on the conversation i know you talked a little bit uh you wanted to talk a little bit more about um you know, just basically the results of using probiotics. And um, can you share with us a little bit more about that? Um, sure. So, I mean, it sort of depends on where the person is with their digestion to begin with um, and what they've been eating as well. But um, Yeah, so let's just uh, say, you know, the person's not getting any probiotic foods in their diet and they're eating a pretty nutritionally... Um, deplete diet okay um so oftentimes people like that have digestive issues of some sort constipation diarrhea stomach pain um, right right so probiotic what a probiotic can do is help normalize that normalize the bowel movements and help relieve a lot of the pain associated with digestion right um, so if somebody, that's a good question, because I, I did have a question come in from listeners regarding another one, regarding um, IBS, and they were told to take a probiotic. And, um, and sometimes it is that probiotics can help you if you're constipated, but then other people report that probiotics actually help you if you have diarrhea. Can you speak to that? Does, do probiotics help both ways or not? Okay, so I will preface what I'm about to say by saying I am not a doctor, and this is not medical advice. <laughs> and I'm glad that um, I'm glad that you did because it's important to know that we're ta- we're talking health here and wellness, and we're not obviously um, 
attempting to diagnose or treat disease. Thank you. Right. Um, okay. So, yes, it can help with both because both are signs that something has gone wrong in the digestive process. Okay. And, um, and oftentimes that can simply be that, you know, you don't have uh, the correct organisms there to help break down whatever it is that you're that you're eating, and um, it can, and that can manifest itself either way as either constipation okay. or diarrhea. Right. So you're saying if somebody has a digestive issue either way, constipation or diarrhea, if you use the right organisms, you can address the problem, but it needs to be the right organisms. Um. Well, uh, it does. Uh, Yes, it does have to be organisms that will actually flourish in the gut and live there and help break down and help break down um, the foods you eat. Well, mm-hmm. um, if you take if taking random organisms, well, random is bad, but uh, taking relatively safe organisms that are not made for the gut uh, might help a little bit as they act as buffer and do a little bit to help break down. But I mean, if they're not actually built. To help with a, a, a human's digestion, um, the benefits you get out of it might be yes. normal compared to something a gotcha. bit more appropriate. Um, uh, going back to the diarrhea one, that can also be a symptom of having uh, bacteria in your gut that is uh, somewhat pathogenic. Pa- path- Path- yes, uh, pathogenic. Somewhat, yes, pathogenic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, okay, and that's actually really good information. And then also too, you know, I I feel like we we are living in an extraordinarily germ phobic culture today. And how is that affecting our guts? Um, well, let me be broad and then be specific. I think it's affecting our health in a poor fashion in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you're supposed to be exposed to. Um, to a lot of microorganisms. Amen. Uh, it helps. <laughs> uh, most of them are either neutral or somewhat beneficial, mm-hmm. uh, and not just within the gut, but all over the body. Okay. Um, and the, and uh, only a rare few of them are, are pathogenic, and uh, your immune system... Uh, and your immune system does a lot better if it has exposure to those over yes. over an extended period of time so that, you know, you're, it recognizes it, it knows what to do. Um, yes, your first exposure to something really novel is going to be unpleasant, but... <laughs> right. Um, very true. Most of, the time, most of the time, you don't actually encounter something really novel. You just get variants of, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you've hit before. And if, you've, and if you're never exposing yourself to any pathogens... Then you know whenever you hit, whenever you get, whenever by chance you happen to expose yourself to something, it's going to be a big deal, a much bigger deal than it would be otherwise. Mm-hmm. For sure, no doubt. And um, so, oh boy, what was I going to say? I had a good question for you, and now I've, it's escaped me. Um, all right. So then, like for example, if somebody gets E. coli, you know, from vegetables or whatever, um, and they have to be hospitalized for that. Is that an example of a person who did not have the right balance of bacteria or they, they, you know what I'm saying? Maybe they got exposed to it. So, you know, you mentioned the immune system. I guess this is really where I'm going. You mentioned the immune system. And I know that the immune system and the, the, the microbes in your gut, the microbes in your gut play a major role in your immune system. How does that work? Well, that's an open area of research, but <laughs> but um, I can speak to it a little bit. Um, so anything that you've got living inside you helps mediate your immune system to some extent. Um, right. Like if you look at uh, if you look at, for example, uh, young people, if you keep them in ultra clean environments and they start developing allergic responses to everything when they are exposed, because uh, you know the immune system basically panics. Um, <laughs> right. Right, and um, so is that is that how kids get allergies? Um, it's it's uh, one of the uh, theories that has a fair amount of uh, of uh, good studies behind it right now. At least last yeah. I read. Yeah. Well, I noticed on your website it talks about that, and I thought it was very fascinating. Um, you know, the whole connection to you know the 
the gut microbia and allergies. And, you know, again, just having the exposure to being able to fight allergies and having a strong immune system. So, you know, people think of, oh, I have all this discomfort in my gut. You know, yes, I know I'm not eating well. Okay, I took an antibiotic or two. I'll take a couple, I'll take some probiotics for a couple of months. And, you know, in often cases it helps and people are feeling better. But really this idea that we have to have a certain balance you know, the gut is, like I said, it's this universe. It's the symphony. It's it's, it's a living, breathing, working, huge uh, industry, if you will, where it's, you know, it's do, it needs to do its job. And if we are sorely lacking and then our immune system is, is affected as well as, you know, allergies, it's sort of like, it's interesting to me how all this research is coming out showing that and leading back to the gut. So, you know, people think, oh, probiotics, take probiotic for 30 days after you've had the, um, you know, an antibiotic. But really, we're looking at take care of your gut every day through the foods and the diet that you eat and also supplement because you really do need to make up where we're losing it with the standard American diet in today's diet. Um, yeah, I mean, for anyone who who is you know an average person with the average current American diet, I would certainly say that you want to keep supplementing. Um, if you're ready to make a firm commitment to more ancestral foods and styles of living, mm-hmm. well, then I salute you, and you and you probably won't need it too much. <laughs> yeah, you probably need to start off with it, but then if you can keep it going with the diet, great. It's not easy to do, so I always recommend, as a nutritionist, I recommend um, that people take probiotics and fish oils and multivitamins and minerals and whatnot. Um, but we are heading into the last minute or two of our show, so I just want to make sure everybody knows about your website. Um, can you just kind of roll it out for us? Let us know where people can learn more on this topic and, um, and you know, where people might reach you if they have questions. Oh, sure. Um, well, our website is uh, www.generalbiotics.com. And um, if you've got questions, um, then, of course, you can always email help at generalbiotics.com. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, fairly soon, we should, we're uh, we're thinking of uh, upgrading our website and inc- and installing a chat feature. So uh, sometime in the near future, you might be able to have uh, live conversations with one of us. Are you on Facebook? Uh, we are on Facebook. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, though, and say that uh, I, I am much better about responding to email than I am to responding to the Facebook page. But uh, we're there. <laughs> okay. All right. And what is it called on Facebook? Um, Do you know General Biotics? Just Google General Biotics on Facebook. Yep, I believe so. Okay, Um, no worries. People, because what's going to happen is people will go to your Facebook and make it exciting now. (laughs) So like it or not. I mean, that's that's a major reason that I haven't been paying much attention to it. It it was fairly quiet for a long time. Well, you're you're busy doing other things, it sounds like, but uh, generalbiotics.com for sure. And um, and you said... uh-huh. We're General Biotics on Facebook, so just okay. uh, go, awesome. go look. Wonderful. Well, I really appreciate you joining the show today and talking to people about probiotics and why it's important for their diet. Um, look forward to uh, catching, learning more from your website and hopefully having you back on in the future. Oh, that sounds great, and I promise your listeners that I will now look at the Facebook page on a very regular basis. <laughs> I gotcha, didn't I? Okay, good. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, awesome. Well, that's what it's all about. So we um, we thank you for joining us today, and everybody, check come back here next Tuesday at 1 o'clock. I will be here. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Sure. See you then.
KSVY Sonoma. Programming for KSVY is brought to you in part by Body Best Collision Center, which provides auto body repair, pain